1: It's the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Your daily download of X92 Nights, mornings with Beckler and Shauna.
0: Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, November 1st, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. We kind of have to hand the studio over here. We're running a little late today. Just so. a wee bit late. Um,
1: We got chatting with Matt Berry. Got a little distracted.
0: Matt's your fault. Don't see Matt as often as I used to, so let's no. talk about when I do see him. It's always nice to catch up. I was kidding, by the way took the kids trick or treating last night. Big success. Yeah. Well, how they,
1: many uh, did they have to do the dump and
0: Yes, they had to dump uh, twice actually. Oh yeah. yeah that's they, the
1: that's the sign of a good night right there.
0: Yeah, they did like traditional pillowcases. Yes. It's getting too heavy. Yeah. Huge piles of candy. Should last forever, but it won't. No, won't. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a very successful night. Decently warm until a little bit after the sun went down, then it got cold. But
1: I hope you take a dad tax as well out of the candy. Dad,
0: ta- oh, dad tax, absolutely. Perfect. Good. Absolutely. Good. Good. I'm not even gonna tell you what's coming up on the show today because we don't have time. We'll just play your out of context clip and then we'll get into it. Those
1: three fucking teddies. The Beckler and Shauna podcast.
0: Welcome to Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Back there along with Shauna.
1: Ooh, an early spooky conspiracy.
0: And this one is weird because I had it all ready to go last night. I was going to come in here hot, share my conspiracy theory with you, and then I read something this morning that basically completely debunked it. Oh. So do you want to go through the process anyways? I'd like to
1: anyway, yes, you please. You come
0: on this conspiracy journey with me?
1: Yes, let's go on the ride, and then you can tell me why it was debunked at the end here.
0: So this video came down my TikTok feed, and if you're on TikTok, there's a good chance you would have seen this video. But it was it was a family showing off what they were giving away for Halloween, and it was thousands of two-liter bottles of pop.
1: Oh, yeah, somebody sent us this, and I was like, what?
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, I think it was actually a friend of the show, Hugo, yeah. who sent that to us. Yep didn't come down my feet. It was Hugo that sent it. Yeah. And I watched this and I was like, okay, well, this is obviously going to spark a huge debate about whether or not people want two liter bottles of pop in their Halloween candy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I noticed that all of the pop was Coca-Cola products. And I was like, hmm, is this a bit of native advertising by Coca-Cola? Because the video had millions of views. Hmm. And I was like, okay, that's going to drive the algorithm. It's going to put like, you know, they had their house like lined with bottles of pop. Yeah, it was a bit with ridiculous.
1: Flats. And that was what Hugo asked us. He was like, do you honestly think any kid wants a two liter bottle of pop? Because then you have to lug it around. And I right. was like,
0: no, that's stupid. So that will spark engagement. This video will get, will get seen millions of times as it did. Right. And it's all Coca-Cola products front and center, right? Yep. So this morning I came in here and I'm looking over the news. And it turns out this family's from Calgary. Oh, wow. The Herald wrote a story about them yesterday. They live down in Auburn Bay and they started doing it like 10 years ago as a joke, like just giving away a few two liter bottles of pop because they thought it was funny to like watch people decide what to do with this. That is funny. And it's grown and grown to the point that this year they ordered 2000 bottles of pop directly from Coca-Cola. They said in the past they've bought it all from uh, the superstore. Hilarious. They've ordered in bulk there. Yep. But this year they actually had, they went through Coca-Cola. I love that. And they said this might be the last year they do it because it's getting expensive. I would say so. But that takes the wind out of my conspiracy theory sales. Okay. Where I thought, okay, Coca-Cola is putting somebody up to this. Right. Right.
1: Right, which would be genius on their part, and maybe they should look into this and in the future do it in else, like other places. Yeah. Just because, because yes, that's absolutely hilarious. Oh, I love that family, by the way, doing that as a joke to start. It's pretty funny.
0: They said they had to call a structural engineer to ask about how they should store the pop in their house because it weighs so much.
1: That is hilarious. Mm. It's like the joke about the potato uh, where people are like giving kids potatoes and a friend of mine's kid got a potato. And, really? Uh, yep. The, that's those kind of ongoing jokes that the odd person is doing now involving, which I I appreciate. I do.
0: This woman in my dad's hometown used to do that and the kids would get to the bottom of her driveway and fire the potatoes back at her house. Mm,
1: yeah, so maybe that's not a great idea. She'd
0: but, be out there scraping it off the stucco the next morning. It was morning. her
1: fault for offering potatoes, potatoes to children. Potatoes. Okay? potatoes. Potatoes.
0: Potatoes, but I mean... okay. Were we a radio show in any other city but Calgary where this family lives, yep. I would have been on the air this morning. Talking about the conspiracy. Yeah, fired up about this native advertising that I that I found. Yep. You know, but it it no. wasn't. It wasn't. It was just a joke from this family. That's cool though. So I mean it's pretty funny. It's a great yeah. Like I would have It's a commitment to the bit. It's a commitment to the bit. So I, there you which go. Which I respect, respect it. On the plausibility scale, Shauna. Uh, how many Janet Jackson nipples out of ten do we give this one? We
1: kind of have to give it 10.
0: 10 out of 10? Which is the
1: lowest. <laughs> that's the lowest. 10 out of 10, <laughs> Janet, Janet Nipples. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
0: Friend of the show, William listens from out in Ottawa, and he sent us a pretty funny story the other day. He said he was driving with his, uh, his young kid, and the kid likes to hear the Bananas in Pajamas soundtrack. Okay. Songs from that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's lovely. He said there was a... <laughs> A, mi- a misheard lyric that caught his ear at one point, And I okay. have the song here for you. See if you can. Rock and rolling spectacle on Earth, Starring those three fucking teddies, Amy, Morgan, and Lulu. Roll up. Roll up. Okay. Heater of a tune, by the way. It's a um, smash hit. Did you catch the misheard uh, lyric? Yes.
1: Yep. <laughs> those three fucking teddies, okay.
0: Amy, Morgan. <laughs> William was like. Excuse me. Huh? Oh, <laughs> Those three funky teddies. Yes, funky, funky teddies. Yeah, that's not what I heard. No. The first time around. No. You guys got to watch his enunciation. Yep, there. yep. That's really Children's funny. Children's record.
1: Okay. Well, um, here we are.
0: Also gives me an excuse to play my favorite misheard lyric of all time. This is from the Macklemore song, Good Old Days, featuring Kesha.
1: This one still to this day sounds so wrong.
0: <laughs> I got some scars. I better learn some
1: penises and things, but I'm here now. Yeah. Like, that has to be intentional.
0: I don't know. I think he's got that cool guy accent, so it's it came just, out wrong. So,
1: somebody in post-production would have been like, ah, uh, yeah, we're going to leave that in. It sounds like Penises. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I some and some things I'm here. I've known some pain, I've seen some things, but that's not what it sounds like.
1: Nope, nope, definitely not. Uh, yep. I some and things but I'm here. Now. Oh, it's been so long since we've heard this. So I love good. it. I've
0: thrown some penises and things, but yeah. I'm here Whoa. now. Throwing some penises. we
1: <laughs> all have, I suppose, you know? <laughs> Comes with experience. Okay. The uh, Beckler
0: and Shauna podcast.
1: I was looking at my iron yesterday, which is really funny I even have an iron because I don't iron anything anymore. But I looked at it and I was like, you know, this thing hasn't changed in like hundreds of years. Don't give me, like, obviously there are a couple little features that each company might add to the iron itself, but it truly remains the same. The iron was invented in the 1800s. And if you look up what an iron looked like in the 1800s, it looks pretty damn similar to how it does today.
0: Right. It was just a simple piece of metal that they heated up, right? That's it. But the
1: shape was the same. Shape was the same. And essentially the function, there's not a whole lot that's changed with it. And I was like, it's very rare to find something like that. In this day yeah. and age, things are constantly changing so much and way too fast. And then you look at this iron, and you're like, that thing, that has been the same for a very long time.
0: <laughs> yeah, they pretty much nailed the the basics of it early on, didn't yeah. they?
1: Like, I, I was truly trying to think of anything else like that, that hasn't changed for, or has changed very little over the yeah. last... Of, and I, I can't really think of much.
0: I know, like, there's the saying, trying to build a better mousetrap, because... I mean, they say reinvent the wheel, but the wheel has changed, obviously, right? Like the wheel, the wheel on your vehicle is different than it's true. the The first stone wheels, Mm -hmm. but uh, reinvent the better mouse trap, like the those like wooden Victor mouse traps. That's true. They work pretty well.
1: Yep, and those have been around for a long time. Long time. time.
0: What else is there like that? I'm trying to think. The only oh, other
1: like- thing I could think of is, I mean, violins, but that's a bit different, right? Because it's not necessarily an electronic thing or something, but. not I'd count it. Violins have not changed in the way that they've been built since they, I don't know when they were built for the 1400s or something. Since it went
0: from the lute to the violin.
1: Yeah. Like whenever they were able to use wood to form it, they have stayed the exact same. Like nothing has changed. In fact, the older violins are better. There is some magic in the way they used to be built that they can't even recreate now. So that's another thing that really hasn't changed.
0: That's one way you could think about it, right? What is What used to be better? Mm -hmm. Like if you get your hands on an older version of something. I know, um, like I do woodworking on the side, and I know that like guys will often find really old hand planes and restore them. Because the design hasn't changed very much in like, again, a hundred years. And those old ones were well made. That makes sense. And they still work well if they're cleaned up. Yeah
1: interesting yeah it's just weird when you see those just like oh my god look at that thing yeah you guys have us back to the 1800s It would be very similar (laughs)
0: the beckler and shauna podcast i was listening to one of my favorite podcasts recently and they mentioned this band called jd and the straight shot have you ever heard of jd and the straight shot i have i have not i had neither am
1: i missing out
0: well here's the thing okay jd is james dolan he's the ceo of madison square garden Oh, yeah. Massive Square Garden Entertainment. So they own the Knicks and the Rangers, a few other interests. He has a reported net worth of two billion dollars, but then on the side he has this folk rock band called J D and the Straight Shot. And because of his wealth and his business connections, he's been able to get this this band on the bill with some of the biggest artists in the world. Oh my god! Like they've played with like the Eagles and stuff.
1: Um, I think he's also one of the guys that. Helped build the sphere, really. Which means that he could very well
0: play the sphere. Play the sphere <laughs> with, <laughs> with JD his and the straight shot.
1: Crappy folk band. Oh man, that's funny.
0: Yeah. So he's friends with this. He's friends and business partners with this guy Irving Azoff, is the name you may have heard before. He's a record executive. Mm-hmm. Um, but MSG also owns, I think they own AMC, the TV network. Okay. And. His music has appeared on certain TV shows on that network.
1: Hmm. Wonder <laughs> which if, is well by the suggestion of him. I'm
0: wondering. Pretty greasy, oh, right? Oh man! I mean, the music business is super cutthroat. Yep. And artists will use any advantage that they have to try to get a break because it is that tight, right? And everybody does it. And you and I have talked about this before in entertainment in general. When you start looking into the history of some of your favorite musicians and actors and stuff, you'd be surprised how many of them had a serious leg up. Totally. Like their, you know, their parents were big in the business and that's how they got in. Yeah. Or it even happens in our business. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many radio hosts who, you know, will go by different names than their parents, but their parents were big in the business. And then, right. you know, yeah. they already know everybody. They have, a, they have a foot in the door, right? Yeah. Whereas like, I think, I don't think you have any, you and I had, no advance. We had no connection. No, when we my started, parents right? are
1: not even remotely close. And my dad is in insurance, not radio. Very different. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so I we, we like. No, we didn't know anybody. Didn't have that advantage. But I, I mean, I don't necessarily fault people no. for taking those advantages when they're there because you you kind of have to.
1: Well, sometimes it's not even taking your advantage. It's just you get to know people and you take an interest into it. And they're like, well, sure, come you know, yeah. come in. That's
0: that's how it goes, right? But it's a little different if Networking. you're making if you're making the playlist for this show and the CEO of the company says, "Hey, you should consider my band yeah. for that <laughs> for that scene."
1: Hilarious, like, huh?
0: So U2 is playing The Sphere right now.
1: Next is JD in the straight shot.
0: It actually gets a bit worse with old JD in the straight shot than this, you know, what we've explained so far. Apparently, when his band plays in New York, MSG employees are sort of expected to attend. Are you kidding? And their presence or absence is noted. That's hilarious. So it's like, hey, the boss's band is playing and everybody should probably be there. To pack the place. Wow. <laughs> well, that's special. Like the whole GD, thing is just man. really sad, isn't you're it? You're a
1: billionaire. Like... Just let it go.
0: But I guess even billionaires want to be rock stars. So Holy he's like...
1: crap. That's funny.
0: <laughs> this is almost like when Putin goes to play hockey and everyone just lets him score, right? Yep. They're like, oh, yeah, you're the best. Yep. You're the best one out here. Oh, man. Nine goals. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Come on, JD. Your band is awesome, JD. man. Can I have some money? <laughs> Please don't fire me. <laughs>
1: the and Podcast. Yeah, it was totally James Dolan, whose whose vision of this little sketch. It says it started with a little circle with a stick man in it, and now it's become reality. James Dolan's vision for the sphere. So. We talked
0: about that on the air. I don't remember we if we put on the podcast or not, but mm-hmm. that's, that's why the same when you guy, mentioned his hey, name, yeah. I was
1: like, oh yeah, it's it's him for sure. So yeah.
0: Uh, he- the venue's for him, basically. Hey. So,
1: yeah, it's going to start with you two, right, yeah, as the opener.
0: We'll let you two warm it up yeah. and kind of figure out any of the technical glitches with the. For sure. The and then
1: it's rumored that Lady Gaga is up next. And then. then James Dolan and his band, JD and the Straight Shot. Oh, that's going to be, gonna the be big.
0: Mm-hmm. The JD and the Straight Shot residence. At yeah. The, uh-
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be sold out for sure. All of his employees will be forced all- to go to Vegas to go to the Sphere Show to attend.
0: You will be there.
1: And all of your children and. And we'll your cheer. grandparents and everybody else must also attend <laughs> anyone you've ever met in your entire life oh, to fill this God. thing
0: that's God. pathetic man oh, that's man. Uh, embarrassing
1: we need 17,000 of you. you think
0: I don't know, I, maybe I have a hard time thinking like a billionaire, but you think you would want to make it Despite you know, like maybe even go by a different name and try to disguise the fact that you're doing this and be like, look, I'm I'm good enough to be here on merit, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to (laughs) as opposed to the way that old JD is doing it with the straight. I mean,
1: we've talked before about how, like, I mean, in Japan, right? If your boss goes drinking, you are expected to attend. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of that that happens in other places as well, but not quite to that extent. No, attend my show. I noticed
0: you weren't at the uh, JD and the Straight Shot show on the weekend. Like, I
1: wonder if the employees all just laugh every time that happens. Oh, I'm sure. Right? Like, I'm sure can they're you imagine. Howling, like- they go home and they're like, honey, we have to go to another JD and the Straight Shot show. Let's start drinking now. You know, like.
0: Huh? <laughs> I think I uh, have a little JD and the Straight Shot here. I've actually never heard what they sound like. Me neither. Let's see if it's any good. Uh, should we get something? Here we go. None of these have a ton of views. I don't know which one to pick. There's some like live sessions that they recorded. Are there comments from his employees on videos <laughs> as well? Wow, boss, this is great. Let's see, uh, okay, here's a song from seven years ago called Glide. Oh. All right, when did JD start singing? Ah! There's, there's snowmobiles, and it's J.D. and his band and his friends on snowmobiles okay, it, in, in this video. It is- could be worse.
1: Hold, hold, on tight to the stream of your kind. Smile, smile that smile.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've heard worse. Yep. But I guess if you have $2 good. million, you could probably... Doctor it up a little too, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's something.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well. Good enough to play with the Eagles? Yeah, absolutely. It's good enough to sell out the sphere for sure. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. They offer affordable customization. Of course, all your finishings are customizable, but even things like where the walls are yep. with their floor plans. You can learn more today at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes. The better way to build.
1: The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Here's another TV trope for you. How in movies, if a man is in trouble, you know, gets in the doghouse, whatever, and say gets kicked out of bed, he takes his pillow and goes to sleep on the couch in the living room in a giant ass house with probably five bedrooms. <laughs> are you, uh, are you telling point. me that there is not one spare bed anywhere in the vicinity of these giant ass houses?
0: That is a really good one. Mm -hmm. I saw this in a show we were just watching the other day. Yep. They had a disagreement, the couple, and he grabbed his pillow and his blanket, went down to the couch in this massive glass house. Yeah. And I was like, you have another bed somewhere. There's got,
1: like, somewhere, right?
0: I never noticed that before, but that's hilarious. No,
1: it's one of those ones where it's just like, this has got, what are you, how is that? (laughs) What? What? Yeah, that one just doesn't make any sense because you have a 5,000 or a 10,000 square foot house every time, even just another couch. Like, there's probably a couch that's not in the central, in the middle of the living room and everything that's going on. That's where you have to go.
0: But they have to show that he's being punished. Even the phrase, in the doghouse, suggests that he's sleeping in the doghouse like a Dog. I know. I know.
1: <laughs> they should just do that instead, though, because it's just as realistic as there being no spare bed anywhere. And right? You're right just, and
0: it's always the man, right? Mm-hmm. It's never the woman in the relationship talking about a heterosexual relationship here, yes, of, course, of course, where the woman grabs the blanket and pillow and no, goes the down. No, the woman doesn't get in trouble no. and
1: have to get sent down. No, 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 it's the man, and he has
0: to always go to the living room, and he always has those
1: silly PJ pants on, and he goes and yes. Yeah.
0: The uh, PJ pants, the, the Denver P- Hayes PJ you pants. You know the
1: ones. Everybody can picture them right now. He's always wearing those as well. And of course, there's never a blanket either. It's normally just him and the pillow on the couch, even though there's got to be a blanket nearby. too.
0: What but color are the PJ pants in your head? Jordan? Blue. <laughs> of course. Of course. course they're blue.
1: They're the like light blue ones. Sometimes <laughs> they go for a dark blue if they really want to switch it up a... or stripes. But
0: I mean, this is a real trope. This yeah, is, absolutely.
1: Yep. Yeah, where's that spare bedroom? Yeah. Does she lock them all on YouTube? <laughs> nope. banished <It's> only totally <laughs> to the couch.
0: I'm a prisoner in here.
1: The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology
0: with Shauna. Twice now this morning, the word pajamas has been uttered on this show. It's true. Bananas in pajamas and yep. pajama pants. Yes. What an odd word. It is a weird word. Pajamas. Yeah. And I'm curious where that comes from. To me, it sounds like one of those rare words from India that may have crept into the English language, like shampoo or bungalow. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? You'd about be that? correct.
1: What? Yeah.
0: No way. What a lucky guess.
1: In Hindi, it mm-hmm. meant it was pyjama originally, which literally translates to garment for the legs or leg garment. So pants, so pants, that's it. Um, but yeah, pajamas were worn way back, like in, in uh, the Middle East and South Asia, like Bangladesh, Pakistan, Iran in the 13th century, the Ottoman empire, they were wearing pajamas. So They started pajamas. Yeah, they did. And then it's funny because it made its way in the 14th century to Europe and France. And then a bunch of people started wearing them, but then everybody switched to nightgowns for a while. Oh, that was like between the 1600s and 1900s, essentially, nightgowns became the main thing for both men and women to wear. That was the fashionable thing to do. And men were the ones who would wear, if they had more money, they'd wear like lacy nightgowns and a little nightcap right but women like wouldn't that, it would be the men who would wear the more fancy uh, nightgowns and the nightcap to go with it
0: like that ghost of christmas past exactly look. yeah
1: that's all everyone can envision that look yeah. right uh, and a little, then a little,
0: little little land like a candle on a on a little tray that you hold out
1: definitely mm. yeah and then the like little metal thing that puts out the candle yes, for you the, when you go back to that little sleep. that cup. Yeah, for sure. And then you can't
0: you, just blow it out. No, no
1: I'm, I'm envisioning also Winnie the Pooh in a nightgown when he's walking around. Oh, but, yeah. He's a yeah. nightgown
0: guy too, nightgown isn't guy. he? Yeah,
1: big, big nightgown big, guy.
0: We, when you said Pyjamas, this is weird because when I wrote this down to remember to ask you about it, mm-hmm. I remember pajamas being spelled P-Y-Jamas, but it autocorrected me into P-A-Jamas. Yes. How is it spelled?
1: Well, pajamas with a Y is more commonly used. It's America, the U.S., that um, uses the A, and then in Canada we're very confused. We kind of go back and forth, but the rest of the world actually tends to spell it with a Y. So
0: P.Y. Be, is more fun. I like it better. It's got too. a little more flair to it. It
1: does, yeah. It's got the little pizzazz to it. Also, the if pizzazz. I was like.
0: Bangladesh, I'd be bragging a little harder about being the birthplace of pajamas. It's true. That's a pretty great claim to fame. Pajamas are the best. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. So cozy. They really are. Well, thanks for that, Shauna. You're welcome. I can't believe I was right about where it came from. You nailed Lucky it. Lucky guess. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I
1: came across this list of how many international trips were made to each province last year, mm-hmm. and I found it kind of interesting. And so I just wanted to pass it along to you. But care to take a guess in the order of provinces based on most
0: it, visits, international visits? Yeah, I would guess that maybe BC is number one.
1: Ontario is. Ontario's number one? By a huge margin. Really? 5.85 million trips to Ontario, international trips to Ontario last year. Okay. Then it was BC after that at 3.2 million. So significantly less than Ontario, which I found shocking.
0: I guess they would consider visitors from the United States to be an international trip, wouldn't they? Yeah. So it's a very easy trip from the the heavily populated Northeast United States up to toronto and montreal isn't it it is so um, i'm guessing quebec will be third then uh quebec is third yeah yeah so i mean Uh,
1: 2.3 million
0: that makes sense yeah right whereas it's a little bit more of a hop from vancouver to many of the most heavily populated places in the United States.
1: It's true. Like Seattle is super close though, but again, not as heavily populated, not as many places as it would be to Ontario.
0: Right. And Seattle isn't as big as New York, Boston, Philly, Mm -hmm. Washington, you know, those are big, big cities. Totally. So totally Chicago.
1: So that does make sense. But at first, yeah, when I read that, I was like, Oh, shocking. I would have assumed BC would have been number one as well, Mm -hmm. but no Ontario. Uh, What would come after Quebec? Do you think?
0: Uh, God's country, Saskatchewan. <laughs> that's a joke, right? No. <laughs> nope. Um, that's not, that's, that's not geez, right. Geez, I don't know. No, they um, want to check out the
1: cousin loving.
0: Would it be Nova Scotia? Well, you missed a big one. Us. Really, I I just didn't think that we had that many international visitors. We did? Yeah,
1: we're after Quebec at uh, quite a bit less. So, Quebec, it goes 5.85 million to Ontario and then 3.2 million to BC, 2.3 million to Quebec. For us, it's 696,000, but we are next on the list.
0: Okay. I I guess a lot of people come through here to go to Banff. I was going to say,
1: think of Banff for Mm -hmm. sure.
0: That's that's the big draw. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, After that, this is odd New Brunswick. Of Hmm. all of the Atlantic provinces, I couldn't figure out why New Brunswick would be a top.
0: Because I the believe it's the only one that you could drive right into from the States, right? Oh,
1: uh, okay. Let that me one. look
0: at the map again. I'm just trying to picture the East Coast in my head, but...
1: The only other thing I could think they share a border of, with Maine, right? Yes, you're right. That would be why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. originally I was like, perhaps it's a COVID thing because out there it was just... Uh, that was one of those super inaccessible places when it came to the flights and stuff. Uh, so maybe last year they were making up for that. Uh, after that, it was Manitoba at 118,000 then Nova Scotia, then the Yukon, and then God's country, Saskatchewan. So not That's a whole crap. lot of international tourism <laughs> coming to Saskatchewan. More but to the honestly, Yukon? Yeah. More to the Yukon, which I found a little bit well,
0: funny. I mean,
1: you can't would even... rather
0: go to balls-cold Yukon <laughs> than we would to Saskatchewan. <laughs> there are some airlines that don't even have flights to Saskatchewan anymore, right? Well, I mean, so there's that...
1: not a whole lot to see there.
0: I'm just sure, there's lots of hot cousins there. There's a um, lot of hot cousins <laughs> in the Durs. The riders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny, though, because it, with the, the little bit of international traveling that that, I, that I've done, I haven't done a lot, mm-hmm. but people seem to know Vancouver and Montreal as much as they know Toronto, despite the fact that Toronto is a much bigger city, yep. the more important city. And I wonder if that has something to do with them being Olympic cities, but then no, because people don't know Calgary. I
1: think, and tourism. Like Saskatchewan, yeah.
0: you got you to gotta
1: up your tourism somehow. I don't know what you
0: attract people
1: with. The riders? And cousin-loving. Hot cousins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, internationally, perhaps that would be the way to go about it. Saskatchewan, where you can marry your cousins. The Butler and Shauna Podcast.
0: I was hoping Justin was in here by now because I wanted to bring him on for this, but he has not arrived at the station yet. He had a really good thing you can't look cool doing that he brought up to us yesterday. He did, yeah. Uh, he said you can't look cool singing the wrong lyric to a song.
1: You sure can't.
0: And there's a few different ways this could manifest itself. Yep. Like if you sing the wrong verse, yeah. Like if you think you're on a different verse that you are, and you sing out loud, and you're you got it wrong, that's mm-hmm. a bad look. That's awkward. Yeah. Um. If you just don't know the lyric and you're singing the wrong lyrics, uh-huh. also pretty uncomfortable. If someone calls flushed. you on
1: it. Yep. Especially if you're at a concert. <laughs> You know, when you're with a bunch of fans and you're all supposed to know the music and you start just belting out the wrong part and everybody else is like, because you got a lot of music snobs in there too, who'd all look at you like, are you kidding me right now?
0: Are you loudly singing wrong
1: lyrics? Yeah. Like get out, leave the show. You're not a real fan.
0: Uh, Also really tough is when you think the the vocals come in at the wrong time. Like you're, you're like a, you know, a few bars early and you Mm -hmm. start singing and it's not there's actually a few more measures of instrumentals before they start. That's that's tough too. Yeah. Because then what do you do? Yeah. Do you go with it, or do you stop? You, yeah.
1: I know. Just whoops. wait for the
0: song to catch up. I was sorry.
1: Yeah. During karaoke, <laughs> if you do that too, you jump in and you're misreading the karaoke. You know, oh. And
0: then you're off. Then you're and off, you're and, you're and not it's not. Even... And
1: everyone's like, "God, you suck to begin with," and this is just awful.
0: The Beckler and Shauna <laughs> podcast.
1: You know how there are costumes for every decade, like the 60s are disco, the 70s are hippie, 80s are tight and bright.
0: Other way around, sixties are hippie, seventies are disco.
1: I was wondering about that, and I looked into it, and people are like, they're kind of both. They blurred into one another.
0: So I don't think there was disco in the sixties, though. Was there?
1: Yeah, it started in the sixties, maybe huh. late sixties. Anyway, regardless, I know what you're you mean. right. You're I can right. picture it. Yes. Yeah. Um. What is the in a hundred years from now? What do you think this decade's costume is going to be?
0: Good question. I know. Because you can even look at the nineties, and it's like. You know, it's like flannel. Yeah. You know, it's like the grunge look, right? Mm-hmm. That's the costume. Yeah. If you were to have like a 90s party, that's what everybody would be.
1: And everybody kind of knows now. And I was like, down the line, it, it kind of shapes itself. But right now, it's a little bit cloudy. And I was like, is it just going to be sweatpants, <laughs> oversized, everything? Because that's really what we're going through right now, right? Like oversized t-shirts and really big baggy jeans and just kind of like.
0: But it's very 90s. Yeah. How people are dressing, right? How the young, how the kids are dressing. Kind of going back
1: to the 90s. Yeah.
0: It's funny because with each of the examples that you gave, which I agree, like if you're having a 70s party, that's everyone's going to dress like disco, right? But that's not really what people wore, right? Like, Uh you know, in the 80s, tight and bright. If you go back and look at like photos of your parents in the 80s, they weren't wearing a lot of tight and bright there
1: like, was some of it though but like you're right
0: that call on me music video no They're, they
1: it's always kind of a yeah an exaggeration of what was going yes. on at that time and, and a bit yeah. of a statement as to what's going on that time and that's why i'm wondering if covid style is going to be what we look back on and it is going to be like sweatpants and crocs
0: mm-hmm. the yeah. whole
1: like i forgot eggs and need to run out to the store real quick look that kind of thing
0: could be because there was super comfy, a,
1: yeah, yeah, and it did. COVID did influence what people are kind of wearing now right? Like the tracksuits are extending out, and people are wearing way more casual stuff out, and so maybe that,
0: maybe that. I'm trying to even think of like the 2010s. Would it yeah. be like, like you said, athletes? You're like UGG boots, mm-hmm. and like that. Is that going to be the boots caricature? The yeah, yeah, apple That'd
1: be- bottom jeans. Yeah, maybe. I know, it'll be interesting to look back and see. Yeah, but.
0: which aspect they'll... It's almost like a caricature artist, right? They yeah. they take one...
1: It'll be the fun-employed look, you know? The mm. look of just yeah being at home, very casual. Or the work-from-home look, which is just the sweatpants below and the blazer <laughs> atop. <laughs> that's and Podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. Before Calgary was officially named Calgary, there were several other names that were used to refer to this big old chunk of land.
0: You may have heard the name Fort Brisbois, which was the last iteration prior to the permanent naming of Calgary. The name Brisbois was chosen as it was the last name of the officer in charge of the fort at the time.
1: He was a bit of an egomaniac, and after settling here, decided to name the fort after himself. Unfortunately, Brisbois was not well liked, and his superiors hadn't granted formal permission to use that name, so they took it upon themselves to change it to Fort Calgary.
0: We've discussed it before, but the name Calgary was chosen by Colonel James McLeod after the Calgary Castle, a place he was fond of on the Isle of Mall in Scotland. But Calgary had indigenous names long before the fort was established.
1: And they all referenced a unique feature in the river, a crook or curve that resembled an elbow. Therefore, the Blackfoot name for Calgary was just that. They called it Mokinsis, which is the Blackfoot word for elbow, or in its more elaborate form, elbow many houses.
0: The stony word for elbow is Winchishpa, which was another name for Calgary.
1: The Cree called it Otis Kuni, which again means elbow. Do you see a pattern here?
0: The name Kutsisaw was also used, which is the Sutina word for elbow.
1: The slavey name for Calgary was a little different, however. They used the name Klencho Tine Indehe, which simply means horse town. Funny that we've now kind of readopted that name as a slang for the city in cow town.
0: And although we have the Elbow River, maybe it's best that we went with Calgary instead, as Elbow Alberta doesn't quite have the same ring to it. And there is a village in Saskatchewan called Elbow, so we've got that name covered elsewhere in the country.
1: This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast.
0: Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. You
1: want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative, X929. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.
0: After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome. It allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, they're going to say f-ck. Find X After
1: Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.